Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to our podcast and webinar series, Become Your Best. You know, just by listening today or watching us on the Facebook page, you already made a decision. I am going to become my best today, or at least make an effort in that endeavor. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and I'm your host. Well, I'm excited to bring on our guest today, Dave Menz. It's an interesting story. Laundromat millionaire. I know I piqued your interest. Where did we go from perhaps some poverty in the beginning? to now being a millionaire and helping and support others. He comes to us all the way from Ohio. Yes, he's jealous of our California weather over here on the West Coast. But nonetheless, we are excited to bring him on, hear about his story, and have him give you some golden nuggets. Dave Mentz, welcome to our podcast. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me. What a great intro. Thank you. You're so welcome. So talk to me a little bit about your journey and, and how you began. Yeah, well, the... The quick version is that I grew up, uh, you know, a, a young kid in uh, Flint, Michigan, which is kind of known for sort of the water crisis nowadays, but right. not a great, not a great, not a great place to grow up. I mean, good people, but okay. a rough environment. Uh, my parents were married and had my older brother their senior year of high school, and I came along a year or two later. And uh, so we were always kind of behind the eight ball financially and otherwise. Uh, my parents scraped and scrapped all they could their whole lives to try to provide a life for us. And uh, when I became a young adult, my parents were probably closer to like uh, lower middle class, I would say. So they had accomplished some things. Um, but <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, I've always just been the type of person that uh, I, I, I loved your intro, by the way. It just really, uh, I know this sounds cheesy, but I'll say it anyways. It really touched my heart because mm-hmm. really I, I live my life every day of just trying to be better tomorrow than mm-hmm. I was yesterday. Um, I'm a firm believer in not really comparing myself to others. Um, in any way, shape, or form, but just comparing myself to uh, yesterday's version of myself, meaning my growing and getting better. And uh, that's how I was raised. That's by, by the people I was raised, but it's also just kind of in my DNA, and I'm kind of a fighter and a scrapper myself. And so I've always just tried to tried to better myself in any way that I can, and uh, I've always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit about me uh, that's always wanted to kind of kind of scratch that itch, so to speak. Amazing. So you were humbly, you know, brought up and raised, Mm -hmm. although with some incredible values. And talk to us about your kind of professional journey in wanting to become a better version of you, but then also sort of your career path and then now the impact that you get to make. Yeah, when I uh, graduated from high school, and I use that loosely because I barely graduated from high school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but uh, I was pretty sure college wasn't for me. Um, I wasn't a big fan of school, although I loved education, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people see as this odd odd dichotomy. Um, But uh, I've always loved learning and just didn't like being in a classroom. And uh, so I knew college wasn't for me. I did try for a year and just reinforced that it wasn't for me. Um, got an entry level job at the local telephone company here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, Cincinnati Bell. And uh, funny thing is, I even though I always had this entrepreneurial spirit, I worked there for 17 years, was promoted wow. several times, kind of worked my way up to sort of a mid- middle management, if you will, uh, type of position. And one day I just looked myself in the mirror and I said, what are you doing with your life? 
Like I, I had, I was married. I had young babies at home. I had the white picket fence, you know, middle-class life. And I realized that I just, I looked at myself in the mirror one day I was getting from work and I said, you're a sellout. Wow. And what I, what I meant by that to myself was just uh, being kind of a harsh reality of, uh, I think at the time I was in my early thirties and I was just like, you know, this isn't, this isn't what you're here to do. You're not here to work the nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not who I am. And I knew that from a young age. And so I decided to do something about it. Quite frankly, I had a uh, pretty coming to Jesus type of meeting with my wife uh, <laughs> or conversation, I should say, uh, yeah. with my wife. She knew this about me. She agreed that 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 I was right. And uh, she was like, you know, I fully support you. She's an amazing woman. She mm -hmm. said, I fully support you. Let's 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 see where this takes us. And uh, for the next five years, we lived well below our means. I kept my full-time job. Uh, we saved up every penny we could um, as we got promotions and things like that. And she got her master's degree. Uh, we just we just kept our lifestyle very modest, um, always in anticipation of someday owning a business. We didn't know what it would be. We didn't know what field it would be in. And I honestly didn't care. I've just always loved the act of business, meaning finding a problem, solving the problem, serving others and being rewarded financially. That's the that's the epitome of what business should be in its purest form. And I've always just been in love with the idea um, of business. And so I didn't care what the product was, which people always find that fascinating. The interesting thing is it led me to one of the least sexy businesses on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, people don't really go around bragging about owning laundromats. It's not something that will impress your friends at a dinner party. Uh, as I learned later, even though I was very proud of it, <laughs> nobody else was impressed. Uh, but yeah, long story short, I, I, five or six years later, we bought our first rundown laundromat a couple miles from our house. Uh, it was losing money. It was like a lot of laundromats. Uh, we have that kind of negative connotation associated with the word laundromat. Uh, the stereotypical rundown, you know, dumpy laundromat that half the equipment doesn't work and that type of thing. And that's pretty much what I bought. And, uh, and it, it was really all I could afford, but it was a couple miles from my home. It was in my local community. And I've always been very passionate about finding a problem and, and solving the problem. And I saw a problem and I was like, you know, I, I don't know a lot, but I know I can be pretty tenacious when I'm passionate about something and I'll dive in and I'll learn. And, uh, I bought that business much to my wife's dismay, um, that was losing money. And, uh, a year or so later, we had turned it around and the store was profitable um, with a little bit of money that we had saved up and a whole lot of sweat equity. Um, and uh, that was kind of the begin beginning of our journey. Um, and now we own five laundromats in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I travel, travel all over the country telling anyone that will listen that I believe it's the best small business in America. Wow. So. And when in that process did you leave your corporate job? Um, after, after I bought my first store, we knew that, you know, we, I wouldn't be able to replace my income at my job, uh, right away. So it was, it was about four years in, we had about a year later, we bought a second store. And then a couple of years later, we got our third store under contract. Um, and when we got that third one under contract, I realized, okay, I'm running two businesses on the side, which wasn't really on the side. I basically had two full-time careers. Um, and, uh, I'd been working anywhere from 90 to hundred hours a week. I basically worked yeah. and slept for about four years just to make my dream happen to get to the point where I don't know that we were really thriving at that point, but the businesses, uh, put off just enough profit, uh, for me to be able to replace my salary at my job, keep our lifestyle the same, um, and leave my job and be able to focus full time on my businesses. And it was terrifying because that was the only place I had ever worked. 
Um, it was a, it was a good union job. I didn't have a degree or really any skills to fall back on. It was, it was terrifying for both me and my wife. Cause if it hadn't worked, it would have been ugly. <laughs> you know, what's so amazing is first you had, you had the aha moment five years before you purchased your first laundromat, right? Five years. And I think today we don't talk about that a lot. That yeah. we talk yeah. about, oh, I had this epiphany. The next day I quit my job. Then I was broke. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I mean, and then four more years. So nine years, Dave. Yeah. That's amazing. Nine years of holding the vision. How did you and your wife hold that vision for nine years before you were able to be successful and literally laundromat millionaire? I know we're going to talk about your website and everything. <laughs> um, well, my wife, I'll speak for her because uh, I know she would say this if she were here. She just she just is an incredible lady that is very encouraging and believes everyone should uh, chase their dreams. And it's not her dream. It's my dream that she believes that I should chase my dreams. Um, and so she was very encouraging, even though she was very terrified. Um, I think she would rather me have not done it. But if I really believed it was what I was here to do, then she believed I should do it. For me, it's something I've wanted uh, from single digits, age as a kid. Uh, when I graduated from kindergarten, you know, they line you all up at the little kindergarten graduation. And uh and they say, you know, what, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And this kid wants to be a doctor and a baseball player. And uh, I don't remember this, but my dad tells me that I told everybody I want to own my own business. Uh, well, this was back in like 81. So back then, entrepreneurship wasn't near as uh, sexy as it is nowadays. Um, it was, especially in my world where I came from of poverty, it was just a way to uh, be even more broke than we already were. You know, it was too risky. Um, you know, everybody in my life just encouraged me to, you know, get that college degree and that was success in life. Um, and so the answer is I wanted it from such a young age. And, uh, I always say, I don't have too many gifts or talents. Um, but one of them is I'm stubborn to a fault. And when I believe that I am put here to do something like, you're going to have to kill me to get to stop, to stop me from doing it. It's just, it's just who I am. And I wanted it that bad. And so uh, people ask me that question often, and I tell them, I, I vividly remember uh, when I bought the first the first laundromat, I was losing money, and my wife said, what are we going to do if this doesn't work? And I said, well, you're going to be a widow. And she was like, <laughs> what does that mean? And I, I looked her in the eyes, and she knows me. I looked her in the eyes, and I said, I, I like, there's nothing I won't do to be successful. The only paths I won't, the only lines I won't cross are something that's illegal or unethical. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's against my faith or against the law, I won't do that. But short of that, I'm willing to sacrifice an awful lot because, you know, when you have that kind of, uh, I wouldn't even call it ambition. When you have that type of drive, you believe that's why you're on earth. Um, it's pretty motivating. Pretty wow. motivating. Amazing. So talk to me about your website and now, now this is what you do. And do you also help mentor others to kind of live their passion and their dream? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so so one store led to two, two led to three, three led to four, four led to five. We eventually started uh, kind of our little real estate portfolio, found a lot of success. We even launched a laundry pickup and delivery service, which is kind of a vertical integrated uh, revenue stream through our business that's really just exploded. Uh, yeah, the epiphany in my book that I write about um, is that I just, we were doing, we were updating our personal financial statement one day and I looked at my wife who had a desk next to me in our office at home and I said, do you realize we're millionaires? And she was like, huh? And I was like, 
we're millionaires. And she was like, I don't feel like a millionaire. And I just laughed and said, well, what does a millionaire feel like? And she was like, I don't know. And we went about our day and that was that, like that was, <laughs> you know, not a real, not a real elaborate thing. Yeah. Uh, but what ended up happening is I found a lot of success and I found a lot of success in an industry that a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people get into this business. It's a very simple uh, cash-based business. It's not overly complicated. Um, a lot of people believe it's passive, meaning you don't have to do much to be successful. And they approach their businesses that way. And they don't really ever find any success because they don't take it seriously, quite frankly. Mm. And I looked around after years of success and I realized that a lot of my friends and peers, because I'm big on networking, a lot of my peers had really grown to respect and admire me and what I had accomplished. And all wow. of a sudden, probably around eight or nine years in, um, they started asking me a lot of questions. And I somehow, I don't know when it happened, I somehow graduated from being the newbie that was asking all the questions to answering all the questions. And I realized like, hmm, I have information, knowledge that yeah. can help other people be successful. And uh, part of my faith, the way I was raised is if you are in the, you know, if you have the ability to help others, you should. Mm -hmm. Don't really overthink it. Don't take it any further than that. You should just help people. And so I did. And so what ended up happening is over the next three or four years, um, I grew a, uh, a free coaching business. <laughs> and uh, I always joke with people, man, if you want a booming business, get into the free coaching business. That's a, <laughs> that's a booming business. And what ended up happening is I created a culture and environment and a team of about 40 employees that ran my retail mm -hmm. stores. And so my, my retail businesses grew to the point where they didn't really need me anymore. And so I had all this free time, but I also had all this knowledge and experience and a pretty good reputation in the industry. And so I was perfectly positioned to help these people. And so I just believed that I should. Well, it took on a life of its own and just literally took over my life. Um, some people became very entitled, very demanding of my time. I loved helping people, but it just wore me down. I was talking to my mentor one day and they said, uh, you know, you have to do something different. I said, I don't know what to do. And they said, well, you either just have to start telling people no, or you have to start charging people. And I said, well, I don't, I kind of feel, you know, like a brat. If I just say no, I won't help you even though I can. Um, and so long story short, it grew into Laundromat Millionaire. And how I did that is I was invited on a uh, fairly well-known podcast um, that just, I naively just went on there and just told my story, just like I'm telling you. And uh, they had, it was a pretty well-known podcast. They had a lot of views and stuff. And I got inundated for the next six months with messages and emails and LinkedIn messages and all these different things from people, just how inspiring my story was. And I realized like I have something more to offer the world. And I believe that I should tell that story. And so I wrote my book, Laundromat Millionaire, that just came out recently. Um, I launched my own podcast. Um, I did eventually start coaching for my uh, you know, pay charging for my coaching services. Yeah. That's kind of exploded to the point where I don't even really do that one-on-one -on -one anymore. Now I have a laundromat millionaire conference that I'm putting on in a few months mm. in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm creating courses. So what I'm really trying to do is um, expand my ability to reach more people. Because what I learned is the laundromat industry is full of a lot of really, really good people mm. who want more out of life and they don't know how. And for whatever reason, I'm in this place where I know how mm. um, and I can't replicate myself, but I can create assets like a book and a podcast and things like that that can teach and inspire others. And my industry very, very much needs that. There's not a lot of uh, education or even inspiration in our industry. Everybody kind of has their head down 
grinding, you know, fixing their own equipment and folding laundry for people and paying their bills and going home exhausted at the end of a day. And then they get up tomorrow and do the same thing again. And so I'm able to teach people that, yeah, that's somehow how, sometimes how you start your entrepreneurial journey, but that doesn't have to be how you end it, that there's a, you know, you can, you can evolve over time and grow systems and processes and add layers of management and put people in place and, uh, scale your business to a point where you don't have to work in your business anymore. Now you can work on your business and you can be the visionary and things like that. And so it's just propelled me to kind of the forefront of my industry to be what I just call a helper. I mean, I just, just trying to help people is all I'm trying to do. Amazing. Dave, you know, you started out with an aha moment, then you wait five years, then four more years of double, basically two full-time jobs as you build your business. You build your business to be successful. Sounds like you had an incredible community around you, including you know your wife, for sure. Absolutely. No doubt. And then turning around and going, I have something to offer because I went through it. I lived it. And then I want to give back to people. And then you learned, I better have boundaries and either charge or say no. And you decided I'm going to charge because I'm worth it. And people will pay. And now, now you have a thriving business that you're able to use as a teaching model for tenacity, yet you're still so humble and you speak so confidently, yet I can feel just your yearning to help people as well follow their dreams if they want to make a million dollars and contribute and be able to give back like you have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. I, uh, sometimes I pinch myself. I don't know how I ended up here and I don't claim to be done. Um, I'm just yeah. getting started, but, uh, but I take wow. the, I take the responsibility very seriously. And, uh, yeah. I think it's the business person in me who's always studied business, read books and podcasts and stuff. And I've always believed that if you just find a problem and solve that problem, good things usually happen. Like the world's a better place because of that, maybe in a big way, maybe in a small way. That's all I've ever just tried to do is just solve problems. And I oh. fell in love with this industry. I absolutely believe it's one of the best small businesses in America. And I tell people that all the time. And most of them look at me like I'm nuts. And <laughs> it gives me an opportunity to tell them how it changed my life um, and how it can change their life. It's not for everybody. I'm not here to say that it is. Uh, but the cool thing about being able to tell my story and do what I do now is I really truly believe that 80 to 90% of all business the lessons, the attributes that make you successful, the character traits, they're transferable from industry to industry. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're selling tacos or dresses or jewelry or you run a laundromat. It doesn't matter. Most of those things are interchangeable from industry to industry. And so now that's something I've become pretty passionate about as I had another aha moment um, is that, you know, there's a lot of lessons in here that don't really have anything to do with the product. And so maybe I can bring value to other people's lives who don't own laundromats, never will, have no desire to, but it also just goes back to making the world a better place. And I know it's cliche, but the old pay it forward type of, uh, type of uh, cliche is, is something that I, I get up every day and think often about because how I got to where I am is because other people did these things, because other people wrote books because other people created podcasts and wrote magazine articles and things like that. That's how I learned because I didn't go to college. I wasn't in a classroom. I learned through those avenues and I learned through amazing mentors, amazing teachers, mm -hmm. going to conferences, networking with people, building relationships. That's how I learned. And so a part of my story is just, if I can, you can. There's not one way to be successful in life. Just find your path 
And more often than not, the answer to those questions is all of the above. It's usually wow. not an either or proposition. I love that. Well, we love to ask a question as we close today, and that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? Rise Up For Me means, <clears throat> um, I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but I might, I apologize. Uh, rise Up For Me means um, that there was a time in my life where I believe there was a ceiling on my life. And uh, sorry, doing it. <laughs> we love um, it. Hey, I the apologize. more you cry, the more money you make. <laughs> the more uh, <clears throat> I apologize. Um, and, uh, and, and I didn't create those intentionally. It just kind of, you know, you, I think everybody at some point, especially when you're younger, you believe you have parameters around your life. And then when you shatter those, let's call them goals. When you shatter those goals, um, for those of you that haven't done it yet, what happens is you realize that wasn't your ceiling. Like, I just look around. I'm like, you know what? I'm not dead. I'm still alive. Um, that wasn't my ceiling. <clears throat> the answer is that I've done that four or five times now in my life. And now I've gotten to the point where I, I'm a slow learner, but I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Maybe there isn't a ceiling. Maybe it's it doesn't exist. I need to get that out of my train of thought. And so that's what Rise Up For You means to me is that I just want to, I, I joke every day, I'm 45 years old and we know none of us know how long we'll be here on earth. It might be tomorrow, might be 45 more years from now. Uh, but what I'm doing is running at death 150 miles an hour. And what I mean by that is, is at the end of my life, I don't want to have any regrets. Um, I just want to see what I can accomplish because I've already blown uh, most of those things out of the water. And I really truly believe that everybody should live their life that way. Um, my goals and dreams aren't yours. You shouldn't chase mine, including my children. You should chase yours. Um, but chances are you're capable of a lot more than you think you are. And so my message is really pretty simple. If I can, you can. Wow. Dave, really so inspiring. And I can feel too like your personal growth through the whole adventure and that you are just mostly so excited and happy that you can give back and make an impact yeah. with your story. And it reminds us that we all have a certain journey and that that tenacity to keep on keeping on. Really incredible. Thank you for yeah. being here today. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing journey. Please check out laundromatmillionaire.com. Check out his book and all that he has to offer. I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been my pleasure to be your host today on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. If you'd like to download some free resources on our website, riseupforyou.com slash confidence is one of my favorites. It will give you six of our videos and a free downloadable workbook from Netta, our founder, and myself, the vice president here at Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on the podcast.